This is Almost 107, a Fanshawe College Journalism student podcast. Get real. Whether you're in the film, comic book, or comic book movie sphere of social media, you've probably heard of something called superhero movie fatigue. People point to the oversaturation of comic book movies as the reason why we've seen some flop at the box office in recent years. Movies like The Marvels, The Flash, and Blue Beetle come to mind. They say that audiences are simply tired of them, while others say that audiences aren't tired of superhero movies, they're tired of mediocre movies. Ryan Boynton, who you may remember from my last episode, is a massive fan of both comic books and comic book movies. In this episode of Almost 107, we will talk in-depth about superhero movie fatigue and what film studios can do to combat it. Really what you need is just quality. You need to make a quality TV show that's disconnected from this bigger universe to a point, and people will watch it if it's good. Hello, I'm your host, Jacob Gendron, and today Ryan and I will be discussing superhero movie fatigue, and if general audiences are really getting tired of superhero or comic book films. In my last episode about Twitter, or X.com, you may remember Ryan bringing up James Gunn, who was the co-CEO of DC Studios, which is what gave me the idea to do this episode and have this discussion. I was following a few people. James Gunn, mm-hmm. who uh, is now heading DC Studios. I was very interested because he is very on social media and answering fans' questions. So I like getting the updates from him. Yeah. For This American Life, I'm Ryan Boynton. And I'm Jacob Jandron. Ryan, thanks for joining me once again. You know, it's a real pleasure. Oh, uh, it isn't. Oh, okay. Well, this time we're talking about superhero movies, which, yeah. Yeah, that changed your mind real quick, didn't it? Anyways... Uh, We're going to be talking about superhero movie fatigue. Is it real? Is it not? Who knows? You know how many people saw Blue Beetle, Jacob? Yeah, well, well, believe me, we're going to get to that. First off, I'm going to ask you straight up. Do you think audiences are tired of superhero movies? I think audiences are tired of bad superhero movies. And the majority of superhero movies coming out nowadays are bad. Mm. I'm going to give you five movie titles, and I'm going to ask you how you felt about the movies, or if you even saw them, if that's okay. Okay, fine. The Eternals. Didn't see it. The Marvels. Didn't see it. Aquaman. The Lost Kingdom. Didn't see it. Blue Beetle. Didn't see that one either. Wow. Really? <laughs> a Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Saw that one. Now, what separates Across the Spider-Verse from the rest of those films? Well, other than the fact that it's a Spider-Man movie, it's a good movie. It's well made. It's got a good plot. Donald Glover. Mm-hmm. Donald Glover's in it. You could distinctly say that about not the Marvels. Anyways, yes, I believe that people are sick and tired of bad superhero films. So when do you think this all started? Like, when did people start saying, all right, we don't have to go to every superhero movie? The bubble popped with Avengers Endgame. Before that, everybody was, like, in the preparation for Infinity War and Endgame, people were watching movies like Captain Marvel and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. But then... In this new phase, they set up uh, Ant-Man and the Qu- and the Wasp, Quantumania, which had the new big bad in it, the new like Thanos figure, right? Yeah. And nobody went and saw it. It was, for all intents and purposes, a bomb. Like a total box office bomb. So no, Nobody has the drive to want to see these movies anymore because there's no overarching connection to good movies. Mm. 
So you say that the quality of the movie is what matters. Yes, and I think audiences are... I think I don't think that critics and producers give audiences enough credit when it comes to sniffing out a bad movie. But the thing is, there is, there is kind of one exception. Um, you mentioned before, Blue Beetle was... It was pretty well liked you know it's got it's gotten pretty favorable reviews but it didn't do so well at the box office why do you think that is i think that it came off the heels of the flash and uh wonder woman 1984 mm. and uh and it came right on the heels of Shazam yeah and the whatever the second movie was called i don't even remember dc last year had bomb after bomb after bomb and people Pardon me. People lost faith in the brand. With all this being said, how do you feel about the future of uh, James Gunn's uh, new DC Cinematic Universe? Oh, my <laughs> goodness. I'm so excited for James Gunn's DCU. It is promi- – we're, we're promised a, an interconnected universe, mm-hmm. but it's not going to be pitched as that. Every project is going to stand on its own. There might be little connections, little crossovers, but that's never going to be the intention behind what they're doing. Mm. No project exists to set up another project. This year, uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe had Echo, which was about a side character from the Hawkeye show, who was a side character from the Avengers. Yeah. And, uh, and Echo set up the new season of Daredevil. That's the only reason it really existed. It did not quite tell its own story. And nothing, we've been promised that nothing like that is going to happen in this new universe. And James Gunn has never done a bad superhero movie. Yeah, you made the, the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Which is a universally beloved trilogy. In, in, those, in those sea of bad Marvel movies, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 almost cracked a billion dollars mm-hmm. based purely on quality and the fact that it was an ending, which these superhero movies never do. That's another reason. Yeah. It's like comic books. It really is. Because comics are a medium that are meant to never end. And these super and, but movies really are. Movies you can't do movies forever. Mm-hmm. People lose interest. Their favorite characters die off. They're not going to come back cuz you're not, you can't just bring them back because the actor's gone. And if you do bring them back it's not the same. So do you think that People are just sick of cinematic universes and they want more standalone films like The Batman was successful and Joker, of course. Yes, I think that the two most financially successful movies of 2023 were Barbie and Oppenheimer. Sure, Barbie's based on a brand, but those were two ideas that had not been done before. They were new. They were unique visions by directors who were mostly un that were mostly not meddled with by a large studio trying to make a universe out of these films. Mm-hmm. And I, it feels it feels a tad unfair to compare a Christopher Nolan movie to a superhero movie because what is such a directorially driven sort of adult movie? But I think it stands that it was all superhero and big franchise movies that were the highest grossing previous. And now it's Barbie and Oppenheimer, two essentially original ideas. So Guardians of the Galaxy, of course, it's not like they were well-known before the movies. I mean, you know, comic books fans, they they knew about them, but they weren't, like, well-known to general audiences. But the movies were still successful. So why are, uh, like, DC and Marvel having trouble getting, you know, good box office results out of obscure characters? I think 
that audience's capacity to go and watch a new superhero movie is severely limited by the amount of superhero movies that we have coming out. Mm-hmm. Marvel dropped since 2020, Marvel has dropped I think it's around 11 films when originally the span from Iron Man to the Avengers, which was a 4-year span, was 5 movies. And that was only movies. And Marvel's output has included movies and the different Disney Plus shows they've right. been doing. Yeah. The market has been completely oversaturated. So even like a project like Miss Marvel, which I thought was pretty good, slips through the cracks. Nobody cares who the hell Miss Marvel is. Uh, and I think that's mostly due to the fault of these corporations pushing these films when really what you need is just quality. Yeah. You need to make a quality TV show that's disconnected from this bigger universe to a point. And people will watch it if it's good. So, <laughs> why do you think Sony is making movies out of these obscure Spider-Man characters? Like, we had Morbius, uh, Madam Web's coming out, and El Muerto? They were going to do a movie about him at one point, and I think that movie's resumed production now. Which is just awesome. I mean, I'm going to go see Madam Web yeah, in theaters. of course. Did you know that, D- that uh, Dakota Johnson's character's mom died uh, while she was in the Amazon researching spiders before she died. That's right, yeah. And someone was there with her. Yep. Uh, I think that Sony severely overestimates the brand power of obscure Spider-Man villains. People Mm -hmm. go and see a Spider-Man movie because they want to see Tobey Maguire or Tom Holland or Andrew Garfield swinging around in red spandex. Mm -hmm. I don't think that people want to go see a movie where Spider-Man's, like, friends swing around and fight bad guys and enemies. And the difference between a good Spider-Man movie and Madam Web is not only that the Spider-Man movie is good, but it has Spider-Man in it. And I think that's the deciding factor. If El Muerto was going to be a villain in a Spider-Man movie, sure, go ahead. That's exciting. What I, I don't really care, but that's exciting. Yeah. Madam Web is just... Dakota Johnson, Sidney Sweeney, and some other ladies in costumes fighting a guy who kind of looks like Spider-Man. What's exciting about that? I mean, Uncle Ben apparently is in it. Yeah, (laughs) but uh, you know me. I love going to go see Spider-Man movies for my favorite character, Uncle Ben. Yeah, everyone loves Uncle Ben. With great power comes great responsibility, which uh, I heard apparently that they're changing that line. Yeah, yeah, girl power, whatever, but... uh, I just think that if you're going to make a Spider-Man movie, the main character should be Spider-Man. Even in movies where it's not Peter Parker, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, that's about Miles as Spider-Man, and it's about Spider-Man. The trick to making a good Spider-Man movie is to have Spider-Man in it. Venom worked for me, but I think Venom only worked for me because I am a fan of Venom. Well, I mean, the Venom movies are successful. Yeah, but that doesn't mean they're good. Yeah, but we're, they're, are, are, they're are successful. Are we arguing success here or are we arguing quality? I mean, uh, a movie's success is measured by how much money it makes, really. It's not really the quality of it. Yeah, and I, I, think, that the, I think that the Venom movies are quality films. I think they're fine. First one's better than the second, but that doesn't really matter. Mm. Uh, but Venom has the capacity to carry a story. Morbius does not have the capacity to ca- to carry a story. He never did. He he didn't have solo comics, really. He was always part of team books. He was always a, a villain. 
Same with Madam Webb, who, as far as I'm concerned, has never had a book about her, has all of the characters involved. There's been a couple of Spider-Girl books with the characters that they're basing them on, yeah. but they're not going off of that. These are pretty much original characters, and I think that's what's getting people. If you're going to have a story with original characters in this new world, why the hell is it connected to Spider-Man? You got me there. <laughs> All right. Um, so we've run out of questions now, and uh, I'm going to do what I did last time. I'm just going to give you the uh, the opportunity to say whatever you want if there's anything that you haven't said already. Did you ever watch Peacemaker? Oh, yeah. Peacemaker was a spinoff of The Suicide Squad, which was a sequel to Suicide Squad, which had Jared Leto Joker in it. Like, and somehow through that, we were able to get Peacemaker, which was a fantastic show. And I think that really what separates it from something like Echo, which is a spinoff of Hawkeye, which is a spinoff of The Avengers, you have that franchise fatigue but at the end of the day, you have a creative vision behind it by a director who is a, a very quality director. James Gunn has only ever made good superhero stuff. I think my, my driving point behind this is that he's sort of the kick in the pants that the industry needs. Mm-hmm. Not only does he have the experience from working those Guardians of the Galaxy movies, but he has a vision of what he wants to do and he – he knows how to get it done. He's worked on movies for years as a director, as a creative, not as a producer. That's one thing about that Kevin Feige that I don't vibe with. Sure, he likes the comic books, but he's a producer. He's a suit. Yeah. He's not a creative, and he often stifles creatives to get what he wants. James Gunn doesn't do that because he himself is a creative, and he wants he wants these products to be quality. He wants them to stand on their own. He wants them to run he wants them to run sort of like a series of comics, separate, but if they come together, their tones are gonna match. Whereas Marvel, the tone has sort of melted into this gooey slop that it comes out every few years because of all the mandates put on them by Kevin Feige, which is another reason I think that the uh that the Marvel formula is sort of failing. So so do you think that people are gonna go out and see James Gunn's DC movies, and they're not going to be flops. Like if they like got Batman Beatles. in it, oh yeah. Like I think that you put you put a guy with bad ears on anything, and people are going to watch it. And I think that at least is going to get a little bit of that DC universe off the ground. Mm. I personally am the most excited for that new Superman movie, mm. Superman Legacy, because I love Superman with my whole heart, my whole chest, my whole being. Uh, but I know that. That movie is going to be the make-or-break moment for that universe, and I'm not sure if picking Superman as the character for that was the right call. Weirdly enough, I think they should have gone with Batman, which is blasphemy from me. Yeah. Because I am a – I don't know if you know this, but I'm a Bat-hater. Not the biggest Batman guy. But I think riding the success of your superhero franchise on a superhero that nobody takes seriously, it's risky. But as, lo- as long as the quality is there, I think – the points I've made today are only going to further prove themselves right. Yeah. It makes me wonder why uh, Warner Brothers, like, completely scrapped that Batgirl movie. Like, it was finished, and they just scrapped it. Yeah, they, you know, I think they should have warned a brother before they, uh, before they took that one off the... Bah. No, but really, that's a... Uh, 
I think that when you write a movie off for tax purposes, it should be put in the public domain. Like, they had a perfectly good Bat movie right there that could have fit into James Gunn's new universe if they let it. Mm-hmm. I doubt it would have, though, because their Batman movie is going to be a lot of changes. But no, I think at the end of the day, superhero movie fatigue can be cured by good films. It's why people kept going back to those Marvel movies. They they were consistently good up to a point. There there were some flops every now and then, you know, Thor the Dark World, sure. Incredible Hulk. Yeah. But the string of movies from Spider-Man Homecoming, they had uh, Doctor Strange, yeah. Guardians 2, uh, Thor Ragnarok up to Infinity War. My God. Yeah. Completely untested. Like, get another run of movies like that in that DC or Marvel universe, and people are going to get their butts back in those seats. Yeah, and even after Endgame, like, they they had Spider-Man No Way Home and Guardians 3. Yeah. I Once again, good movies, even in this flop era. I think that quality is always going to supersede nonsense. All right, and I think that's a good place to end things. Thank you very much for joining me once again. You Thanks can- for joining me. Thanks for listening. I'm Jacob Gendron. Find other episodes of Almost 107 on our website, 1069thex.com, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. (music) ¶¶